And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales What's up, everybody? Welcome in, senseless hello, friends. The red light's on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. It is episode 103 on 221-2020. We're going to have a great time. Yes, you and uh, all of you listening and me are going to have a great time. I'm Matt Walsh Disney, happiest host on earth. At St. Bales, uh, he had some some prior engagements, so he's not going to be here this week. Um, and Smoove is again swamped at work. Uh, congratulations to promotions. This is what happens. This is what you get. Uh, but he's working his way through it. So hopefully they'll be back next week, and we can have a, a, a fire episode for 104. The 103 is going to be you and me. We're going to have a great talk. We're going to cover things. We're, we're going to get into a little bit of random thoughts. Usually we don't do that, but uh, we do have one that was sent in by one of our absent hosts. So we'll talk about that. Got trivia for you. And then instead of doing like the full on news and, and recess, that kind of normal episode, we're going to do things a little bit different. Go into health of the sports. So I'm going to go through some of the sports uh, that we've got things on. I'm going to give you some of the stories from this week, but then talk a little bit about uh, the health of each sport and kind of that sport as a whole, looking a little bit more macro uh, than the individual week to week things that are going on. So that'll be pretty fun, pretty different, and uh, get in and out. So here we go. Let's just start it off with some random thoughts. Not even going to do, do the intro thing, but at Still Smooth said this, he, he texted earlier this week and said this need, must be talked about on the podcast this week. It was a, uh, a story that McDonald's is putting out quarter pounder, double quarter pounder scented candles. Yeah, sink. Let that sink in for you. That sounds pretty gross. Pretty gross. But I actually love these kinds of things. Um, you see these kind of like odd things every once in a while. Walmart does weird. Uh, I believe we talked about what, like a, some Yule log that was scented su- super strangely that was sold at Walmart. Places do these kinds of things. 
I love them because it's very easy to to identify people that I don't want to interact with and it's if they have these. So if uh, I, I walk in, somebody's got a McDonald's scented candle, I know I need to leave as soon as possible. So kind of a, a, a nice uh, little uh, identifier for people there, for for the, uh, what do they call undesirables. That's that's undesirable trait number one. But anyway, um, I know Smooth wanted to talk about that, so maybe he'll bring it up next week as well. We can certainly talk about it multiple times, but I'm just saying. Like, that's a weird move, and if I see it, I know to be weirded out. Um, but let's move on. Let's just keep it moving, get into the uh, the main two, two pieces of this week's show, which is trivia, uh, and then, like I said, our main topic. But we'll go to trivia now. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Gonna make that your final answer? I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Last week's question was a uh, was an easier one, a simpler one. It was just who is the youngest player to play in the NBA? So youngest debut uh, would also make sense there. And I think we threw kind of on the end of it was like if you can get even close to to the year should be easy, but if you can get close to the actual um age that would be pretty impressive anyway here's the answer three two one it's andrew bynum andrew bynum is the youngest player to debut in the nba which also makes him the youngest player to be drafted he was and here's the bonus part if you got this 18 years that's the easy part six days so six days over 18 uh which is incredible incredibly young and um you know, kind of a injury, call it injury riddled career there. Maybe it's because he uh, came in at 18 and tried to put on too much bulk and weight and muscle too quickly. That can definitely happen. Greg Odin. Uh, anyway, tears. This week's question. One of this famous heavyweight boxers quotes had him claiming he should be a postage stamp because that is the only way he'd be licked. So again, one of this famous boxers, your goal, who is that boxer, had this quote, uh, or had a quote claiming he should be a postage stamp because that is the only way he'd be licked. Find that out next week for 104. Another pretty straightforward, fairly, uh, fairly simple question. Not one that's confusing like we've been known to do a couple times. But, hey, we're trying to keep you on your toes here. And uh, with that, that's trivia. With that, we're just going to jump right in. Kind of no real intro to it or anything. We're just going to transition into the health of the sport. And so kind of the way this is going to work for us is um, I'm going to start with kind of different order. Um, we'll go MLB, or, or excuse me, we'll start in the NBA. Uh, I'll give you some of the stories that we've got and then kind of dive in. So, in the NBA, our first story part is that the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and and their head coach, John Beeline, are, uh, they're parting ways. They have decided to, to, to split ways. Um, 
they talked about this over the All-Star break, and that meant that it was going to happen. You can't talk about that and and have it get out there and be like, no, nah, actually, uh, we're going to keep him. Or, hey, I'm going to stay. That doesn't work. What's, what's, it's kind of like the reti- they say about retirement. Once you say you're thinking about retirement, you're 50% retired. you got to retire now. Because if it's on your mind, then your mind's not completely into the sport, so you're out. That's pretty much this with coaching, with Beeline. Beeline, I believe they were 14 and 40 under him. Like, look, we can say that he wasn't a good NBA coach, and I'll agree with you there. I'll also say that they've had a lot of coaches. They can't all be that bad, Ty Lue. And that the Cavs are just, they're a horrible organization that eats players, that eats coaches um, alive at times. At times. When they're... uh, when they're at their most dysfunctional, although they've had some some periods, but yeah, Beeline out. Um, and have an interim guy, and I'm sure they're going to get a new coach over the off season. This year's disaster, anyway. Again, R.I.P. to Andre Drummond. Our next story is uh, Kyrie Irving of the Nets. He ha- he is having season-ending surgery on his shoulder, so he re-aggravated an injury that uh, he had in his shoulder, and so he's going to have season-ending surgery. The Nets are, you know, fairly good. I'll give them decent with without Kyrie, and they have been on the season so far. So, um. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some players that are, are a little relieved for, to hear about this. Uh, yeah, Kyrie's going to be done for the season. He'll be able to focus on that new um, new uh, NBA uh, Players Association VP gig that he's got that he was voted into, which is kind of out of left field and on its own. But Kyrie, uh, out for the season, Nets will are basically back to what they were last year. Little, I mean, obviously less talented having to make the moves they did, but that uh, chemistry and, and that whole building thing that they did. Uh, I also wanted to, to recap All-Star Weekend, and this is kind of kind of dive into the beginning of the health of the sport talk. So uh, NBA, health of the sport. I think you gotta you you can't be worried, you can't be worried about the NBA. They're they're doing all right, um, and I think the All Star Weekend kind of kind of showed where they're at. They're not going. To, they don't get. They don't get the regular season every game viewership that they probably want, and they're gonna have to do something about that. But. When they have their big events, they draw heavy. And that that's really what they're playing to at this point. It, it seems to be the business model that the NBA is going for. When they go for their All-Star Weekend, their playoffs, especially their finals, that's the things that they need to hit home runs on. Because if you're going to be, let's say, amb- unconcerned with the, with the regular season then especially their players, then these things for the health of your sport need to be hits. This all-star weekend absolutely was. Let's just review it really quickly. Starting with the dunk contest is being, I read 
one of the better ones um, in history already. So so people loved this one, had multiple like dunk-offs and all this stuff. So a great dunk contest where Derek Jones Jr. wins over Aaron Gordon. A get controversy again around Aaron Gordon, who says, you know what, I'm done with this. Like you, You're going to screw me twice? I'm out. I'm not doing any more dunk contests. So Aaron Gordon's gone, but Derek J- Jones Jr. wins it. Uh, we had dunks over Taco Fall. I mean, we had some some pretty awesome stuff. White Man Can't Jump stuff from Pat Connaughton. Classic. And then Dwight obviously had his moments putting on show, which he does. He's a great entertainer. A great dunk contest. And then you get to the skills competition, which is always it's kind of a, like an appetizer for the weekend. The skills competition. Bam Adebayo wins it over uh, DeMontis Sabonis. So you got big guys who like won it out outright, like beat all the guards. You, you, you can never tell who's going to take it that seriously. And that's kind of what you need in the skills competition. So that's why it's kind of the appetizer. Um, but that uh, Bam Adebayo winning it. The three-point contest. How about another great one? Another all-timer in the three-point contest with it coming down. Buddy Heald ends up winning it. He wins it over Devin Booker. Bertans made the finals. He gets third. Having to have a huge comeback. I believe what it was four of five on the money ball rack to for the win, the one point win. So a huge uh kind of like underdog come from behind win to to really seal that in people's mind. Anybody who watched that's gonna remember that one. And then when you get to the actual game, huge hit, especially you know, in that in that fourth quarter when you Add the the twenty four onto whatever anybody has, and you play to it. Huge success across the board uh, for people. It got competitive. People saw defense, like like everything that everybody's been complaining about with the All Star Game, kind of fell to the wayside. And um, you know, you loved hearing players say that they could feel the Kobe and, and Gianna spirit in the building, and hopefully. That uh, that that could be one last gift from Kobe Bryant um, to the NBA, which is bringing back the competitive All Star Game and bringing back um, what people love to see, which is the best players in the world kind of playing the best players in the world, at least for that fourth quarter, that stretch of the twenty four. But Team LeBron won that one by two. I saw two. I thought it was one, but I saw two. Um, and Kawhi wins the first Kobe Bryant All-Star Game Award. That was renamed, and that's that's a Kobe Award, and Kawhi wins the inaugural one. So in terms of our picks, we did pretty good. I mean, Smooth took Bertons. That was a flyer for the three-point contest. That guy gets third. I took Devin Booker. We lost to Buddy Heald. Uh, I had Sabonis in the skills competition. Took that as a flyer. He gets second. And then, you know, picking out a four is not that hard. I picked Derek Jones Jr., Smooth took Aaron Gordon, and first and second there. And we both took Team LeBron. So, kind of had it. If you degenerate betters listened to us for PTO's picks last week and took Team LeBron, then we hopefully made you some money. But I think maybe, like, for your health, though, hopefully you just didn't bet it. Hopefully you weren't paying attention. Um, but, yeah, just the overall, I don't know, the... I'll dive like hard now into the health of the NBA, which is 
pretty good, I would say. The finals are always a big hit. The conference finals always a big hit. All-Star game, obviously, like I said, was a home run. And there you go. So you're the thing, the events that you're hitting, you're hitting really well. The only issue, the only um, concern that I would have is that sometimes I feel like the NBA has kind of found this, and this is what I've been saying for a while now, this bubble. They're kind of sitting in this bubble, um, and everybody knows, you know, you look at the the housing market, those kind of things, anytime you get this huge bubble growing at the top, when that pops, things get bit pretty bad. And now, um, like I said, you've got the, the single game ratings declining, things like this. Um, people realize when when sports don't emphasize or don't have, I think the kind of the big word right now is urgency. When there's no reason to watch game, whatever, 35 of, of your full regular season, then, then they're not going to. And, and I think you have an issue there and the, the bubble kind of what I'm meaning is, is, is the bubble is that, Anytime you push or give power towards toward, towards the part of your company, in this case the players, that transition a lot, come in and out of your sport, now you come very you become very dependent on those players. And it takes Zion. Zion's kind of the perfect microcosm example of the of what I'm saying. Everybody got worried when Jordan left, or, or let's go back, Bird and, and Magic. Then they got, they leave. Jordan comes in. They get worried about that. Then they've got to you know push Kobe, um, who was pushed very young. Then you've got luckily LeBron kind of holding that over. And then in the past couple of years, people have kind of been sweating about this. Who's gonna hold the mantle? You know, you've got great players always. But there's always got to be somebody who kind of transcends everything. And we haven't had that. Giannis is not that. Embiid is not that. Even if even if they're loud, KD really isn't even that. Those are great players, amazing players, all-timers. But the, there's a, a difference, a, a global uh, kind of push around one guy. LeBron is that. Kobe was that. Jordan, of course, especially with the Dream Team, he was like the biggest part of that. And, and now Zion, you see, comes in and you see the energy and the storylines and just how much people love to talk about Zion. That's the kind of guy you need. And if you don't have that, when you push all of your, your chips kind of into um, those cycling assets, you're taking a risk. And right now it's paying off for them big, I think. You've still got LeBron. You have Zion coming up. You've been kind of hitting this transition period for the past couple of eras from Jordan to Kobe to Kobe to LeBron to LeBron and then potentially to Zion. I'm not going to put it on him yet. But, but yeah, they're in a good spot. They're in a good spot. Drawing big ratings in their big things. Um, the you this year you can tell there's a little bit of urgency to fix their regular season um and i good thing about the nba they're always quick to do it 
They're always quick to transition. So I'm sure we're going to see stuff pretty quickly to try and uh, new ideas, try and get new ideas out there and try and try and get the emergency back in the regular season. But hey, you've got your stars, you've got your faces, um, you've got your big events, and you've got a leadership that's willing to to stand firm on the things that they they believe they have to stand firm on and are loose and flexible on things that they feel they can be flexible on. And that's that's when a sport is at its best. When you're not beholden to to anything, but you do have your um, priorities. So NBA looking pretty good. Now I want to go to the uh, to Major League Baseball. And now we've got less storylines, less All Star stuff to you know transition to. So we'll go a little quicker through the rest of the sports. Major League Baseball. I just saw, and this is I'll just start with the big thing. How healthy are they? That's severely debatable right now. With the amount that they're being talked about, you could say that honestly, it's a little bit more healthy than they have been with the whole, uh, what is it? Bad publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity, really. That's what MOB is kind of kind of leaning on right now. Not intentionally. They, of course, they don't. They don't want this. They want the amount of conversation around their sport, but they don't want the reason. So we've got this Astros cheating scandal. Um, and this the storyline I wanted to bring up just because it's kind of like this classic uh, picture of what we've got going on, the talk that's happening right now. We have a sports book who's setting the over-under on Astros beanings being hit by pitches. Uh, at 83 and a half, there's an 83 and a half is the over under on how many times Astros will be intentionally thrown at this season. So that's kind of the thing. Like you're being talked about. Usually that's not going to even be talked about or, uh, your sport is kind of in its infancy. Maybe people are talking about spring training starting up, but for the most part, it's hasn't really started yet. Um, any talk about baseball, but now. Now you've got it, but these are the storylines you're getting. So uh, I would be super interested if we could give Commissioner of Baseball Rob Manfred uh, kind of like this true serum and say, like, hey, do you secretly kind of love the fact that people are talking about your sport? I would love to hear that answer because um, that, I mean, that's a, that w- that's a great debate. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Like, is this good for baseball? They'd keep it on the down low, but is it good for baseball? People are talking about it. If they can roll it into the regular season without any malice to it, anger's fine. Anger's fine. Malice is completely different. You know, that's that's when it starts to boil over and it becomes not good for the sport. Then your sport's kind of not a joke, but there's no control to it. You're out of control, and that that's never what you want as a sport. But if there's anger and intrigue, and now now you've got what everybody says you always need is a villain, you've got a, a direct, clear villain who is out to prove themselves while everyone else is out to um, avenge the past couple seasons and get payback for this. 
you've got so many storylines that you're going on and it'll be very interesting to see if baseball secretly starts to prop it up. Like how many Astros games do they start throwing at people? Cause there's two ways. I mean, they could just kind of take the Astros off of, of prime time or their live TV or not, you know, their big TV events, or they could put them on there and try and get eyeballs. So, uh, this will be super interesting MLB season overall. I would say the sport is, they got a cold, maybe. They've got the flu. Nothing too bad. It's no coronavirus, which, hey, bold nonsense avoided on in Arizona, so that's always good. We were a little bit worried about that. But uh, kind of a flu where, again, even more than the NBA, people just don't care about your regular season. They only they don't really watch the All Star Game. The events are good. You you they've improved the events uh, events a lot, and postseason baseball is killer. It's great. That's probably why baseball is trying to add more of it because that is when that that is their event. That is their big thing that they have to hit the home run on. And I I don't think that's good overall. That the fact that if you don't hit the home run. It, it's really bad, but hey, uh, they've been hitting the home run there. They're going to try and put more stuff at it. I like the fab, the fact that Rob Manfred is taking a little bit more, and we've talked about this in the past couple of weeks, a little bit more of a let's start to change things. Let's start to try and get more eyes. Let's make it a little bit more entertaining. Let's have teams pick out a, a, a content or pick out a, a rival almost. Uh, on national TV, those kinds of things. That's what baseball needs. And people are going to push back on it, but that is what baseball needs. And they, you have to figure out how to, let's just be honest about it. They've got to get rid of regular season games or no one's ever going to watch. No one's ever going to watch a regular season when there's 162 of them. Honestly, you, you could get rid of 60% of them. And, and people might still say that's too many. <laughs> um, and I hope the players, I hope the players start to push back because 162 and then like, I swear it's like a, four weeks. If that, like it, it feels like it's like two and a half weeks off and then they're back at spring training, which is ridiculous. Like, yes, you should love to play the sport, but if you never take a break and we never miss it, then you're never going to want to come back. So um, distance makes the heart grow fonder in that case. And I think they should start to try and try and figure that out, whether that's bumping the t- their TV contracts and trying to replace that lost revenue from lost regular season games with TV contracts. That would be something they should look into, whether it's cutting costs at the minor league level getting rid of all those 700 teams that each of them have for no apparent reason. Um, that would be nice. That way you're trying to replace money lost in regular season games with things that don't matter that much to, and that way the owners don't feel that big, hit, big of a hit in their pocket. So that's the MLB. Um, real quick, real quick. We're going to talk about uh, health of golf just because uh, ex-broadcaster Nick Casas says that he's seen Patrick Reed improve his lie like he did in the sand 
um, multiple times. He's seen him do it multiple times. That's a really big accusation. Really big. If he can like, at all prove that. Do we have a ban on our hands? That would be healthy for the sport. That would be pretty healthy. I think overall, golf is gets nobody gets in their way their own way more than golf. I mean, no ads, but but Bob Menery, who kind of came to Instagram fame with golf things and and doing you know the uncensored broadcast voice over the top of golf, that fact that they're attacking him on Instagram and he's pushing back and saying like, look, we're trying to help you guys. People watch, you know, they look at his Instagram account, young people laugh at it and want to play some golf. But the fact that golf is attacking him and trying to get him to stop is the is it shows you how much they don't get it. They don't get it. And that's why I just until they get new management, until they get somebody who understands, until they finally really what it's going to take, they're going to have to lose Tiger, Lefty, and once they lose that, I think they're going to get they're going to take such a hit without Tiger coming back and reviving and and upping ratings by fifty percent on his own. They're going to take such a hit that they're going to have to loosen up, and what they'll find is they'll they'll be required to do things that people enjoy, and then more people will play golf, more people will watch golf. And they'll fall. They'll roll down a hill right into improving their sport on accident. But yeah, golf gets in its own way all the time. And it's just, it's sad to see because, I don't know, maybe I'm in a bubble. Maybe I'm in my own little bubble and I can't see outside of it. Smooth and I, golf guys, is what we're trying to get more into. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's coming up, but they'll take two steps forward and then like five back. Because they just, oh, well, we don't want to be too cool. We don't want to have too good of a time. Who would want that? And that that's my biggest issue with golf, the PGA, that whole thing. But uh, I have seen some things in the past couple year, really, really just this past year, where they, it seems like other people are trying to take a little bit of control from outside of the, you know, the PGA and push golf forward. So I think we've got some things on the horizon coming for golf, which will be fun. Should be fun for some of us, I guess. Uh, I, I'm sure there are so many of you listening. They're like, why are you talking golf right now? Because we don't care. Um, and, and I don't know if like, if that's true, let me know because I don't Like I said, I'm sitting in my own bubble here and I enjoy golf, but I don't know exactly how many people hate it. One thing I do want to do, kind of take a little break, do a, a semi-recess with this, especially with golf. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! One we haven't played in a while, and something I can play on my own, is uh, we call it Build a Player. So all we're going to do is take uh, different parts of golf and who is the ideal person you would want for that piece that would make one player um, from different uh, people's skill sets. So like this, 
driving. You're, uh, when you pick up the driver off the tee box, who do you want? I would take Rory McIlroy's driving. The long iron play is going to be Tiger Woods. The mid irons, um, not the short game, not the long irons, but you kind of in between. Tommy Fleetwood, who always seems to stick it, but doesn't have enough power to really do anything splashy. So Tommy Fleetwood there, short, short game, chipping, all that kind of stuff. That creativity, lefty, all day, not even close. Phil Mickelson's there. I want his uh, creativity in his shots. That execution, though, the short game execution, Justin Thomas is who I want to hit in that shot. Putting on the uh, on the green, Adam Scott, even though it's wonky, and I thought that was like not allowed anymore, but he's been doing it for years. Um, I want his ability to putt. The cojones, the mentality, the go for it all. That's got to be Tiger, man. There's no shaking him. I almost put Tiger for putting. Just because there's so many, how many iconic Tiger putts do we have? Um, but instead, I went with like the whole thing, the whole mentality. And then uh, the swag, swag, David Faraday, one of my favorite broadcasters. The guy is hilarious. He's got that Europe swag everybody loves. Classy, but like not too classy. Kind of like a, a super, like a really nice like a businessman, but he's a drunk. Like Jordan Belfort kind of classy, which is pretty cool, which is a nice line to draw. So uh, that's the little recess that we're going to throw in there. Just kind of throw in the middle, take a little bit of a little, uh, little break. And uh, you guys can let me know. Pretty good. If you were to build a player based on drives, long irons, mid irons, short game, uh, putting, mentality, swag, all that kind of stuff. Just let me know what you think about that. And uh, we're going to finish it out with two more, two more fairly quick ones. Um, try and get done the next 10 here. Get you guys in, get you guys out. And uh, talk NFL. We've got Drew Brees returning for 2020. Um, so that answers a huge need for them. I think you can still play and get it done. Greg Olson going to the Seahawks. One-year deal, $7 million, 5.5 guaranteed. That'll be a, a very interesting one. Uh, I think that kind of midfield outlet, that second-tier, second second-layer second passing game, for Russell Wilson was something that he missed ended up having to really either throw short or throw deep and it's hard to build a passing game around that Greg Olson who runs who runs the the out the deep out better than Greg Olson I don't know who and then we've got a new CBA that is being worked on in the NFL the owners approved a CBA deal they voted past that and then they sent it. So now the next step is the NFLPA. Um, they could have voted on it this week, but they wanted more meetings with the league, with owners, um, to try and finalize some things and, and then more time to meet on their own and talk about it, talk about the pros and the cons. They'll vote on it next week. Um, so what we thought could have turned into this massive um, holdout, lockout, terrible situation with the new CBA 
could be dealt with fairly quickly and we could all take a collective sigh of relief and not have to worry about this. That would be pretty nice without that to go into uh, the the off season season of the NFL without that hanging over our heads. In terms of the NFL's overall health, come on, man, they're they're killing it. They have got superhero health right now. Uh, their ratings were up again this year. People watching, people loving, and and. So in what we'll say all this last one, the 2019 season, so 2018 season, you've got all this passing, these huge passing attacks. Everybody's throwing it. You got Rams and Chiefs, like 50, what is 54, 55 or something, whatever it was. And then this year, 2019 season, you've got all this run game with Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson and all these guys. And the ratings went, you know, up a little bit. So the ratings were good. Ratings went up. So it proves that it doesn't even matter what kind of product on the field they're putting out. They're just putting out numbers. So they their regular season, every week's a home run, and the Super Bowl's a home run. The you know, Super Bowl, that went way up in terms of rating. Um, there, I thought, you know, the halftime show, everybody's talking about it at least after. Got people complaining about it, people who love it. Um but they're, I think they're just hitting home runs. They're kind of hitting it in stride right now. And if they get this CBA deal done and locked in and, and there are no real issues with it, that'll kind of show you they can. it's pretty hard for them to do wrong right now. Even when they do, you know, the week-to-week wrong or somebody's suspension isn't great and there's going to be complaining about Even that is good. The NFL... Everyone talks NFL, whether it's good or bad. One, if it's bad, it doesn't it doesn't even ding the armor of the NFL. And if it's good, it builds the armor, and it, they're untouchable. They're doing great. Uh, NFL not going to be gone in like twenty years, like everyone was saying a couple years ago. Um, concussions are also getting better and better with each season. And the last one, the, I, I threw this in there just because it's a big topic right now. And it's something that's kind of exciting. has to do with a trivia question. A little bit of boxing talk. My, We got a heavyweight, heavyweight uh, match Saturday about, if you will. Wilder Fury on sa- is on Saturday. A couple of mat, they're like 6'5 and like 6, or like 6'6, six, 6'9. Six, six, 230 and 275 is what I just read. Like those are those are behemoths. Those are mountains. Those are those are monsters of people, and they're going to swing at each other with all might. Uh is boxing back? That's a question I'll pose to you guys. Are you guys excited to watch this? Have you been hearing about it? Do you think boxing could be coming back? Look, boxing needs boxing is not back until heavyweight fights are back. That's what it's always been. That's what people people have always watched. I don't know much about boxing, but I even I know that. Even I know heavyweight is boxing. That's what the people will go to watch. And this kind of seems like it's back. Two people not going to get it done. We need probably three more heavyweight guys to kind of come out and, and be names in the sport. And then I think you've got something really brewing uh, with boxing. But... 
I, you know, boxing is slowly building its way back. I'm not an MMA guy. Never have been. I think there's a certain misstep in MMA. There's too, you can do too much that takes away from what people like the mix of strategy and physicality where boxing is more limited in that way. You have to be a master at the craft at boxing and the strategy of boxing. And, and, uh, you know, I heard Fury talking about how in the first fight he was, he was moving around a lot, trying to move, 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 jab, jab, jab. Um, and in this one, he wanted to, to do a little less of that kind of make Wilder come to him and try and try and get some big punches in those kinds of things are things you, you don't, you don't see as much in MMA or this not promoted as much in MMA. And this is why I think boxing is better for sports overall than MMA is. And if boxing is back, I think sports are, are better in general and I think we're kind of transitioning, we're kind of fall leaning towards going back to boxing. And as long as they don't do ridiculous um, decisions that piss everybody off and say, "Oh, it's okay, sports still corrupt. We're not, we're not coming back." As long as they treat it correctly and don't have any missteps and get a couple more heavyweight guys in there, I think boxing might be back. And I think actually that's going to be a hell of a time in sports. That'll be a lot of fun. And that's the last sport I wanted to talk about. Just wanted to try, try and uh, maybe speak boxing back into existence. And so uh, recap, N- NBA, looking pretty good, pretty healthy. MLB, I would say on just on the other side of unhealthy. If I had to put a percentage on it, above 50 is healthy, below 50 is unhealthy, you know, 45, almost to 50, something like that. Um, but hey, this controversy actually might help them. Golf's at like in the 30s somewhere because uh, their ownership apparently hates them. NFL's uh, a superhero, like I said. And boxing's got that uh, that heartbeat starting to go again. They're getting hit with a defibrillator. So hopefully that'll come back pretty soon. And uh, hopefully you guys will come back next week. I've had a couple of uh, me kind of talking to the mic and talking to you guys and and uh, trying to do different different uh, conversations like this one. I, I thought this would be a different conversation when we haven't done in a while, so I wanted to get that out there since I'm out here, um, you know, by myself this week. Next week will be 104. It'll be a great episode. Um, hopefully, Smooth will be back. Um, he kind of made it sound like. Like you would, but I don't want to put words in his mouth. That that's not fair. Um, but if they are, it'll be a hell of a time. Anytime it's been like a little, a couple weeks or kind of a hiatus, and then we all get back together, it's a crazy episode. So it's going to be a lot of fun whenever um, one or both of those guys gets back. And that is 103. Thanks, thanks for you know joining the conversation. I just wanted to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more casual, a little bit more laid back. I'm not even leaning forward in my chair this week. Just kind of wanted to uh, be a little bit more relaxed. R e l a x, relax, as Rogers would say. So let's get out of here. Let's do it. Thank you for listening. One reminder: it's just that um, this weekend. It's going to be the first recording. Early next week will be the first episode of our 
Bold Nonsense Offshoot Podcast with uh, myself and CPT Redbeard Six, or as I'm just going to refer to him as the Captain. Um, so Disney and the Captain bringing you a NFL off-season season NFL draft um, podcast. It'll be like ten episodes. Starting from, like I said, early next week, recorded this weekend, probably through the the early um, after the draft, going through that. And we'll cover everything from draft strategies to individual teams to uh, breaking down players, all that stuff. I've been working on um, working on my write-ups. So we're getting into it. We did. We found a name after like five hours of thinking about it. So it'll be Bold Nonsense Presents. Drinking in the draft, drinking in the draft. So if you see that on the bold nonsense, bold nonsense, uh, cue that timeline or whatever the hell you call it. Um, just look on the same place you find bold nonsense. It'll be sitting there. If it says drinking in the draft, that's where you'll find it. If you love the NFL draft, if you love the combine, take a listen. Cause it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're going to teach you a lot of football. So it'll be an awesome time. But for this podcast, for straight up bold nonsense, not a bold nonsense presents, um, just bold nonsense, Twitter, bold underscore nonsense, Instagram, bold dot nonsense, find us there, especially on Instagram is where we're the most active. Anytime you hit us up, we're gonna, we're gonna reply. You want to start a a conversation with us, just hit us up. We're just a couple of guys who love talking sports and uh, love to interact with you guys. Um, and then spread the word about it. You know, if you're listening, you're already, you're already here. If, if you haven't for whatever reason, subscribed or rated or reviewed, go ahead and do that, but spread the word to the people who, who aren't listening that, you know, will love it. Your friends, your family, whoever, uh, tell them, give us a shot. Just join the nonsense, you know, just one shot and you'll be hooked. Um, but that's one Oh three. Four at St. Bales, cheers. Four at Still Smooth, much love. And I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. This is Bold Nonsense, episode 103. Thank you so much for having a uh, a different, more relaxed, kind of chill conversation with me this week. And stay senseless. very little i hate goodbyes it's over go home go